Coming to you from beautiful downtown Spokane, where the red and the blue meet to make a deep, angry purple. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Welcome, welcome to another amazing podcast you've been waiting for all week, the Queer Centric. And remember, what we announced last week is we have, we're rebranding part of it. So my two lovely guests are going to be the second in the salon. Now we're fancy. We don't do a panel anymore. We are in the salon. Salon. Yeah. The commercial came out last week for uh, a very queenly commercial about mm-hmm. the salon in Victorian days. And so I was the queen, of course. And uh, Tom was my my man in waiting. Is that what it was? Fitzroy. Oh, that's right. That's right. I thought, at yeah. first I thought it was the jester, but I was talking about getting the jester. Yeah. yeah. I killed the jester in that commercial. Um, and so we're doing this whole campaign about the salon. We're going to be doing 1920s Dorothy Parker next week. So you're welcome. I'm in love. Right? It's going to work. So much. Done. So I just think it's so fun because, you know, um, I saw an interview with Kathy Griffin who was talking about how now, you know, she was a social pariah for a very long time. Yes. And now she has dinner parties at her house and she invites very specific people that will be very entertaining and very controversial just for a lively evening. And she calls them salons. And so, and also, as if you know anything about her humor, that's how she gets her, her next special. Because she just takes everything that just happens. Just mines for bits. Yeah, and the they know parties. it. So if you're Jimmy Kimmel, you refuse to go to her house, even though they're friends. Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan, I do, I do have to ask, Jonathan, you don't have any plans for any photos of any heads or anything after watching, you know, and learning something from her, do you? <laughs> uh, what are you, wait, what are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, we do I'm just trying to get ahead of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not going to do that because I don't want to go to jail or have the FBI come in. She has some good ideas home. and some bad ideas is what we're saying. I've seen her live like three times. Personally. I thought yeah. that was a good idea. Right? That's just me. Who'd, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the queer center could probably have a good fan base that's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to cancel it. Yeah, they're, they're not going to cancel that it. That side, get, we, we get canceled a little easier for some of those things. Yeah. Like, remember yeah. the Dixie Chicks? Or now they're the Chicks? I know. I mean, come on. They got canceled for that. Do you know, as I was driving to Seattle, I kept on repeat listening to I'm Not Ready to Make Nice, which happened it. right after all the shit went and down. And they won all those awards for it, yeah. which was fantastic. Yeah, I was like... Fuck that. I love this. I know. It was a yeah. big fuck you to everyone. Of it like, was. Yeah. And then I have to say, so when I need a good uh, pump me up, it's like four hour drive to Seattle um, if I'm driving. <laughs> and so I w- listen to Lizzo and she has a song on her new album called I Love You, Bitch. And now just because of that song, I, I think I'm ready to find a boyfriend because I just love that song. And <laughs> I'm like, go. I want to play I Love You, Bitch, because it's, it's fucking awesome. Lizzo does that for you. She does. Have you seen so. the thing about Lizzo on the flute and like everyone's an expert? Yes. So just keep handing her instruments oh. until we accidentally bring <laughs> exactly. back music education. I love how, yes, that's my favorite. <laughs> I love how angry people are that she played that crystal flute. What? What? People are wasting a lot of time. Instruments are made to be played. Is that Thank you. A question though, is that flute the one that James Madison used at band camp or not? That's my <laughs> big thing. I wouldn't want my lips near it if he used it at band well, camp. I don't know. <laughs> not until one time. Right. At band you were camp. thinking maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, well, since we've already started this stuff, we should probably go around the table and say who we are. You guys know who I am, so I'm not going to say it. And then there's Tom over there. No, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm usually here. <laughs> and Tom's always here. Now over on this brand new guest to the salon. Hi. What's up? Uh, my name is Chris Jessup. Um, I'm a local Spokane comic. Um, and uh, I'm super excited to be here. I'm super glad to be here in the space. The library is amazing here, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. They spent a lot of money. They really did. Yeah. And they, it, it shows. And yeah. it's really awesome to the be The revamp. 
worth it. So nice. So yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. No, there's been comedians doing the shows here. They do the Lilac City Live thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, some other comics came through and uh, Ryan McComb filmed, filmed yep. a special here. I know. Oh, wow. It's, it's really cool. Weird? Yeah. It's awesome. So Spokane is actually like stepping up. It's really awesome. This, the scene here, like the comedy scene in Spokane, it's been on the upswing. Yeah. I mean, since I've been here, I've only been here for about a year and a half. But Oh, nice. But yeah, no, it's it's really ramping up, and there's a lot of really really awesome talent. There is, and you also have a podcast, I which do. is yeah. very specific. <laughs> it is, yeah. So the podcast I host is called Polygonometry, and it is a podcast where I sit down with members of my family and we talk about what it's like growing up in a cult. That's so crazy um, to me. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. I didn't expect to get the polygamy stuff from Jump, but we'll just go into it. We like people <laughs> like so, yeah. <laughs> no, that's usually how it actually goes, though, because. You know, I, I, I say sometimes like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drop the polygamy bomb, <laughs> the, right. the P-bomb, as I call it, <laughs> and people are just kind of like, tell me everything. You yes. Know? And it's it's tough because there's so much content, there's so much there, but the podcast is there for that space to, you know, right. sit down. And, you know, po- the people ask what the name comes from, and polygonometry is like this term that we used when I was a kid uh, growing up in, in this uh, community where it's like the science of how you're related to somebody. So... For instance, if you and I met at a family reunion, right, and we have never met, but we know for a fact that we're related, right, I would say, "Who's who's your dad?" Yeah, and then you'd ask me who my dad was, and be like, oh, "Okay, so that means oh." And then we start making the little dots, right? And it's that like, process yeah. is called polygonometry. It's like it's I like your bacon no number, yeah. basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was just a very creative name for your podcast. Oh well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I you could, and my two uh, cohorts here can uh, testify that earlier I was like, "Wait, I have to read it like three times before I know I'm saying it right, and then yes. I can say it." Yeah. yeah, polygonometry, a mix between Brilliant. trigonometry and polygamy. Right. Um, and so each member of the or each member each. Uh, guest that I have on is not the like the title of the episode for instance is not the name of the person yeah it's how I'm related to the person I'm talking to that's so crazy. so like episode one is not Jake yeah. it's my dad yeah, and wow. I have an episode with like my dad's dad's second oldest brother's third wife's oldest wow. daughter's oldest daughter oh and something gosh. and stuff like that so yeah. it's a little tongue-in-cheek and it gets to be a mouthful but I love that your family's willing to to go on that journey well some, some more than others. Most of them, right. are, most I would say, most are not. <laughs> yeah, some of them don't realize the mic's there till later, but they sign off. They yeah. sign off on it. Well, you know what's funny about? I read an article which I found very fascinating. Talk about uh, re- being related to things. Do you know that I found out that blue-eyed people all share one ancestor from Europe I six thousand years ago? I saw, and that. I find that fascinating because that means I can't marry another blue-eyed person. I'm probably related to them. That's, no, that's old yeah. news for stuff in my family, man. Just <laughs> right. We're right? all related. But I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> Six to 10,000 years ago. Now, if my dad was still around, he would say no, because Jesus was only here 2,000 years ago. With his with so, his bright blue eyes and his brown yeah, hair and his exactly white skin. Exactly, a yeah. blood hair. That's awesome. Yeah. How is yeah. it possible that everyone just subscribes to the belief that Jesus just looks like a barista? I actually, I actually yeah, heard someone. Exactly. I actually he's heard someone. They're like, a barista, they're like, oh, people, like people just believe that Jesus is whatever race they are, so he's more relatable. But I'm like, we don't do that with Santa Claus. Like, we, you know, exactly. Like, you want to know something absolutely insane about Santa? Sorry to detract so I, much. I do want to hear something <laughs> we insane do about this Santa. On our show. So the Santa Claus that we know and love today is from Coke. Yes, Coke yeah, invented they that invented image. him. They used to be used image. to be the oh, thin Coca-Cola. green yeah. <laughs> Santa. Yeah, it was from a fevered Coke dream. Hey, that... you can only make those things up on certain dreams. I, true, <laughs> right? True. <laughs> I thought that but was yes, so insane. He was. He's a marketing ploy. The, yeah, like whenever it was when Coke started doing the Christmas stuff. I think it was in the '60s. Yeah, I don't know when, but they yeah they go in and make this character that is all of a sudden the 
image. Yeah. And now it's ubiquitous. It's so, yeah. wa- it's so weird to me that Coke gets that far into your brain. I I'm Coca-Cola. Sorry, not yeah. cocaine. Um, but <laughs> both seem relevant. <laughs> both, both, yeah, they right. both get real far in your brain. <laughs> I would they say do. both. Yeah. Depends on how hard you snort. But yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. But it's true. It's yeah. what what's scary about that is then we disregard like cultures when we all are surprised when we talk about uh, what is his name Krampus and yeah. all these other traditions that are way different. But no, they were there. They're legitimately part of that culture. This is legitimate, legitimately part of how do we brainwash ourselves? <laughs> I mean, they're different things. Yeah, Coke's weird, man. It, yeah. I don't know. I get wigged out by that corporation. I don't know. But I can't stop drinking it. So. I don't all drink Coke. That's not my jam. I'm a, I'm an orange juice guy. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, you yeah. go hardcore oh, yeah. Carbonated or? Uh, carbonated. Carbonated orange uh, juice. No, it's, uh, no, the orange juice is carbonated. It's in between the hours of 11 and 2 every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> is the coming disintegration of all civilization getting you down? Sometimes I feel so lost and the world gets so confusing. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Is there some place I can get answers where someone can just tell me what to think? <laughs> Lucky for you, there is. I'm Dr. B. Better, and my new book, Why I'm Enlightened and You're Not, is here to help. I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, <laughs> we don't use the B word here. My book helps you learn the errors of your ways, shows you why I am better than you in every way possible, and what you need to do to get on my level. Which you can't, but you should try. That sounds like the Bible. Kind of judgy. Judgy or helpful? I'm still thinking judgy. Me too. Let me teach you the three best ways to start your path to the right way of being. One, give up any notion of thinking for yourself. Two, follow my list of the best groups of people to shun. There's a complete list in the index for your convenience. And three, do not, under any circumstance, educate yourself beyond my book. Hmm. Maybe I don't need someone to tell me what to think. Yeah, culty vibes. Hey, we're both disembodied voices trying to figure life out. Want to go get coffee? Yeah, maybe I just need people to bounce my thoughts around with. Yeah, I'm thinking less absolutes and more don't be a dick philosophy in my life. Oh, I wouldn't advise that. Let's ditch this commercial. Yeah, maybe see what thinking for ourselves feels like. Centuries of teaching the masses to look for absolute truth for control and monetary gain? And I get these two idiots. Oh well, plenty more where they came from. I wonder if there's a Trump rally somewhere. So welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you I hope you're very excited to to be on this crazy (laughs) journey that we do. Corey, we asked you back. What is yes, wrong with us? I have no idea. We had some Coke and then Coca-Cola. It. Yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and it just made me... No! So welcome back. Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be back. Uh, I'm Corey Fortune, a yeah. local queer life advocate of Spokane. Uh, yeah. I like to hear myself talk and make people hear my opinions. So <laughs> And you're good at here it, we which are. is why we asked you to come back in. <laughs> no, and I think it's amazing. I was talking to someone who was asking me who was on the show this week, so I'm telling them... And I called you a leader in our community because even though you're not, stop it, stop it. <laughs> but in a in a way, it's kind of like people who don't want to be called, um, what's the word? 
a uh, mentor. Oh, you know, <laughs> looking up to a mentor. It's really not something that the mentor gets to choose. So just so you know, but you are a voice in our community. How about that? Does I'll that take feel voice. better? Okay. I'll take voice because that can be negative because or positive. Peop- yes. Oh, and- he's a voice. So that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> do you he's, do you like the idea something. that it's both good and bad? Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hands on the hips. Oh, he's a voice. All right. <laughs> Bless his heart. And shake your head the whole time. <laughs> he's a voice. Well, you are, I like that too. You are a voice in our community. You're someone that I have, I remember you from when I first moved to Spokane. So I, yeah, I've always been, I've been that guy and I'm on the side, like even though I'm super loud. So I'm always watching. I'm always observing what's going on. And you've always been there. Oh, and for my have, experience, it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Other people might have other what? opinions, but from my experience, it's good. What year did you first move to Spokane? Wasn't it like 2012? Uh, uh, 2012 was not the first. That was when I returned. returned. I think it was 2007. Jeez. Yeah. I got out of Wenatchee. Stop, stop coming back. Just leave and call it good afterwards. I was at the dentist today, and she's like, so do, have you? are you from here? I'm like, no, but I keep coming back. This is like my fourth return. But I kind of, I don't hate it here. So I have that's to say, the, it's I like don't. the Spokane doesn't suck movement. You yeah. know, it's yes. like how Spokane, it doesn't suck. It doesn't. Oh, it's funny. I have a bit about that actually. <laughs> so no, it's not the yeah, doesn't suck part. Yeah, because you've only been here a year and a half. Yeah, it's only a year and a half. And like the thing that I usually say on stage is like, like before I moved out here, like nobody told me that most of the car windows are made out of saran wrap. And I was oh. like, whoa, that's a little, I didn't know what's going on there. But then I was like, you know, people think like, oh, how is it out there living in Spokane? And the thing is, is like, it is a place you can go. It is. <laughs> and that's right? it. Full stop. Yeah. No, well, it's yeah. the cool thing about Spokane is that it's there when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have always appreciated that about Spokane. <laughs> it was there when my U-Haul pulled in. And I was like, this is, this is good. This is the place. And, and the airport what... makes it really convenient to leave. Yeah, right? So there's that part. <laughs> exactly. You can go and come back and go and come back. And that's what I love about... And this is what I always think, because I'm also this weird positivity dude. No matter where you go, you can make it good, you can make it bad. Like, and that's on you. Is it one of those you know name, I mean? uh, bloom where you're planted sort of? Sort of, because this is the thing. So when I first left, oh my God, there was a lot of hate for Spokane and get out of here and all this stuff. And I remember saying, I'm not leaving because I hate it. I'm leaving for certain specific reasons that I have. But you can do, you can appreciate wherever you are. And you probably should, otherwise life can be kind of sucky. I have you know become I mean? fiercely defensive of Spokane as a place to live. You yeah. know? And it, it, the community is what you make of it. Yeah. People that complain there's nothing to do. Well, have you heard of the Inlander? And you I open know. it up, and there's a bunch of free events yeah. all the time. Yeah. Sure, you can't walk around the corner and find something free every single time. Right. But, but if you want to do something, you're going to find it. Yeah. And like Terrain just announced all their artists, and I love that. Yeah, and tomorrow is the big, the big event. Yeah, uh, and be able to go, go through, through there the and, and see artists that I know yeah. and I, or that I didn't even know were artists. Yeah, I'm like, right. this is so right. cool. You're like, wow, you're well, and, creative. And that's one of those awesome things that Spokane does. And, and yeah. not to mention that uh, you could eat somewhere different every day for you know five months if you wanted. There's secret little hidden places that yeah. you, know, you wouldn't think yeah. to go to. And There is one place that's not so secret, and I still haven't made it to it, and I'm kind of sad, which is Indigenous Eats. I want to go there. I haven't been there yet either. I am dying to that go. That one and the um, the world the world eats, what's the... So, oh my gosh, it's where the old the Arctic world Circle market? used to be. That's different. No. <laughs> It's you like it's it's furniture? like refugees cooking. I would love that too. Like, I did not like know a that homeless shelter. No, 
<laughs> we don't. No. I know indigenous eats. No, I do not know is... world of food. Oh my gosh, I need to look it up. Yeah, it's... do. I want to go to these places. Feast. It's I called mean... Feast World Kitchen. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! oh I've heard of that. Yeah, yes. I have heard of that. Have you heard of either of these? I have never. Been and to Feast either. has it's a different menu because it's a different cook. Right, and, exactly. And you get to explore food from all over. Welcome the world. to that the show. Fun. We're here to make Spokane even better. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And <laughs> then I did see the uh, the Chris Bobie's store that just opened up in the Garland District. No, Chris I do does not all know of this. the. Uh, he did all the neon for uh, Mingwa when they reopened, oh, and he does all those shirts and stuff. And he has a shirt that says "Eat a bag of dicks." <laughs> well, you can't. Well, can you anymore? Is it? Is did they close? Uh, the Sunday Monday. I saw the sign today. You can only eat but, a bag of dicks on Sunday or Monday. Are they? You are they no, here? you can't eat it on Sunday or Monday. Oh, okay. They're open. Well, they're open we the all need a break, I guess. But it's <laughs> so much fun that I can say "Eat a bag of dicks." And I love. Oh, that's fun. I like some humor. You never know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's fun. fun. You mentioned dicks. I, I had some friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had some friends over from the UK recently. Um, they were here for a month. Nice. And uh, they're like, okay, so what's, you know, they're, they're asking all these questions about, you know, eating food out here because, you know, relative to the UK, they, their portion sizes are so much different. Very. So and, there's, and there's flavor in our food. <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was, I, I What is I, it? I they conquered the entire it. known world and decided they didn't want any of the spices? Yeah. None of them. No, that's the no. reason why they had to conquer is because their food sucked. <laughs> yeah, and then they decided <laughs> they, had to they go didn't want to use yeah, any of the spices. Back. Yeah. Give you some options. But, uh, so yeah, they, they were wondering what, you know, what's the craziest type of thing that you can get in Spokane in regards to portion sizes? And I was like, huh. You know, <laughs> we can go get a bag full of hamburgers. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, let me take you to Dick's. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's Bill Gates' favorite hamburger. And they're like, wait, what? We got to go That's to this place. That's a different Dick's, though. A different Dick's. Yeah. Different dicks. But also, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, we'll it's go to A little more it. snootier of a Dick. Yeah. 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 A little snooty mm-hmm. Dick. Yes. Um, with, with its nose on, upturned to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It curves slightly up. Upwards. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your penis up at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that. So I have noticed this too. I had a friend from Oman who came and visited me. And so he worked on it in an oil company. And mm-hmm. so they would dream of American food. So they would come over. It's when I lived in Tulsa. So they would come to Oklahoma and train on, I don't know, fracking. I don't know. Yeah. I don't agree. I'm just saying. Um, and he, I took him to eat. And the portion's this big. And even so for him, he's like, good. I've been dreaming of food, but no, I can't. No. This yeah. is too much. I'm like, we, we eat a lot yeah. over here. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Say, one of their observations was uh, the U.S. is fueled by syrup and confidence. And I thought that was great. <laughs> that was a great observation for what it's like right? to be American. Make that <laughs> High coffee. High fructose corn syrup. Right. Confidence. Make it coffee Misplaced and confidence. confidence I'm in. Sometimes as well. <laughs> Most of the time, I would yeah, say, right. yeah, 90% misplaced confidence. Um, I asked you both on, and, and the subject I wanted hit me because. I went and saw, Kurt and I went and saw uh, a movie I've been waiting for because even though I hate romantic comedies, I wanted to see this movie. Mm. And, and I like a Billy Eichner. Yeah. Uh, he's a very aggressive comic, I would say. He's really in your face, but he's a brilliant writer. Uh, what was his TV show? Billy on the Streets? No, the TV, he did a sitcom and it was on Hulu for three seasons and it, uh, something know. people. Something Dead Air. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the name of it. Something. Um, it, it's amazing. So I wanted to see this movie. Plus, of course, as we all know, it is the uh, Universal Studios, the first major Hollywood studio to put the same budget and the same marketing and everything behind a queerly driven rom-com. And I'm like, I have to support it, if nothing else. But I was the gay guy. This is me. I was the gay guy. I laughed and I'm bawling. And I, it was just the all of the emotions <laughs> that you could have. And I absolutely loved it. So then... 
fast forward through the weekend and it the numbers come out because basically we all know Hollywood's driven by numbers. So it needs to have a strong opening weekend. It only made $5.3 million. That's it was 22 million to make the movie 15 million to market the movie. It's nowhere near. And the least we need is to cut, you know, make the same. We need to cut even. We need to break even. And for them to even give it that second shot, and so that's what everybody, so Billy Eichner comes out, does this huge statement, and he's blaming middle America, and he's calling out homophobia. And then Kurt starts texting me, and Kurt, you're telling us that you blame the homos. So people, oh, now you're saying you don't yeah, blame the homos? Yeah. yeah, he is. He blames the homos. Yeah, I blame the homos for yeah. the most part because yeah. they're too darn clicky. See, so there, so this is what I'm getting. I'm getting from all sides, all these people, and that's not all I'm being told. And what I love is a great conversation. And I love even more an amazing debate. And everybody is blaming everybody else for the failure of a movie. And my question, my hypothesis for this show is, is society responsible for uplifting diversity in culture and the arts? Are we responsible as, and I'm devil's advocate, I have a very strong opinion about this, but that I think is the question people are asking now. Can you run the question by me one more Yes, is society responsible for uplifting diversity in culture and the arts. Is it everyone's responsibility to go to this movie so that there is, it's the same thing as, does everybody go see uh, Crazy Rich Asians? Does everybody go see Easter Sunday? Oh, amazing. (laughs) I was in the theater. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians or uh, Easter Sunday, which is all a Filipino cast on that one. Is it our responsibility? And I want to start with that simple question before we get into some more of it. And given it's not an absolute answer, but where are you? Where does it resonate with each of you? A question like that when it it's comes yes to and no, it's very much yes and no because it's it's you don't get to complain about something and then not do anything about it. So yeah. so if that's the side you're on, you're going to complain that you know this didn't make enough money or there's not enough people seen it. I didn't go see it this last weekend. How dare I you? Just get I didn't the have fuck time. out. That's kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had time. I just I was lazy. Show your yeah. yeah. But also, I haven't been I haven't been to the theater in a couple of years. Yeah. Aside yeah. from like I said, the, the garland for a Christmas right. story every year. Right. And that's that's about it. Yeah. So, but I'm also not complaining. You're so gay. I I know I know. Shh. I know. I just I just wanted to. Now say I know it. why he's back on the podcast. <laughs> right. Oh. But you know I. I understand there is a responsibility, especially of that specific community yeah. that wants the representation and wants right. the visibility. You have to go and support your own kind for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get a complaint about it if you're not doing anything. But I on, mean, on the flip side, it's no one's responsibility to do this. Right. And I can't blame I can't blame myself for it not doing well. Right. Because there's other factors involved. And you're one person and buying an eighteen dollar ticket. Or taking out a loan these days, you have to, to go to the movies. Pretty much, uh, it's also part of it. What is what is your take on this? Well, um, I'll be I'll be completely blunt and honest. Please on um, this show. I Please. had I had a hard time getting myself prepared to go see that movie. Why was that? I came out as bi in April. Yeah, you're newbie. So I'm 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 so new to being a part of the community. Yeah, I am. I feel like a fish out of water most of the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, that's without the bisexuality part. That's just me normally. But <laughs> yeah, just um, so I mean, growing up in the cult and everything else, it, like that's the kind of the drain in which I circle a lot of the time. Yeah. And so with all the, a lot of the internalized homophobia that they do kind of touch mm. on in the movie, that resonated with a lot 
of yeah. with what I was, you know, with my experience. But I, as far like the, in regards to your question, the, the word that kind of hit me was the responsibility part. Mm-hmm. Art, in my opinion, is subjective. And so I know so many people who are not going to see that movie. Oh, so many. <laughs> who are so excited by not seeing that movie. Yeah. Who are just going to celebrate that they're never, ever going to go yeah. see it. And that's, and that's fine. Yeah. That's up to them. I'm sad for them. but yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it's a great movie. Regardless of where you fall in regards to sexuality, the movie right. is a quality movie. The yeah. writing is good. Yeah. The acting was so purposefully bad yeah but like where in, in, in a way be. that was charming like this yeah. this movie went from a rom-com to a buddy movie to sketches yeah all seamlessly kind yeah. of just flowing in and out of each other yeah. and the thing that resonated with me with the movie the most was there's this scene where uh billy's character and his love interest are having this really intense moment an emotional conversation <laughs> right next to a bunch of uh e-bike parking yes. things oh yeah I loved this part of the movie. Um, so they're having this really intense, you know, you know, moment, and it's really emotional. It's really raw, and they're acting so well, and you're just yeah. bawling your eyes out of this conversation because you just, you just feel yes. it. Yes. And then there's somebody who just wants to park their e-bike literally right in between them, and it's so and funny. can't figure it out. And can't figure so. it out. It's Jimmy, and they're trying to like talk around. <laughs> Yeah, and it, I thought that was that so sounds great. very real. Yeah. I feel like it, I've had situations. Oh, like, really? Brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was so it was so real. And then the thing yeah. that I took away from it was that like no matter what happens in regards to what we do in our lives, yeah. like shit just fucking happens. Yeah, <laughs> and we just exactly. have to fucking deal with it. Yep. So that I'm glad that that was what I took away from it because that's what I needed to go see the movie yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that I went and saw it. Yeah. And I, I did it for this show. I was hoping to get oh, prepared see? for it. So, so Billy, I don't mean Billy, to one up you a little bit, but <laughs> when you're when you're listening, Billy, you can just come on over and say thank you in person. That's fine. <laughs> I'll see the movie before you come here too. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's fascinating to me. So I knew it was an important film. I liked supporting the arts anyways. And so I saw and I agree with you, the quality and I was talking to my friend and we were talking about how you can feel the groundbreaking part in the beginning and then you can feel when it slips into the formula. Of, mm-hmm. Oh, this is how Hollywood does rom-com. But the important part was, is then he snuck in that it's these two gay guys, but he fit the same formula. And I think that's what needed to happen. I feel for Billy Eichner because he got his feelings hurt because the wor- but we, I, I wasn't going to be naive enough to think that we were all going to show up for this movie. It sold out in LA. It sold out uh, in the larger cities in New York, the middle America part we knew was going to be this, this issue the important part is it it happened a studio like Universal was willing to get behind this because Billy Eichner has worked his ass off for so long. They were willing to do it once. And yes, they might wait six years before they don't use it because there's another movie coming out this uh, winter that's being done by Universal's independent arm, which is Focus Features. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get the budget. It doesn't. So they're probably going to go more towards that for a little while. But in the end, it's not going to be what we want. And I want to bring up a point that Curter brought up to me that I want to talk about internalized homophobia. Um, Curter, you brought up that, listen, you had been talking to friends and one in that, and this is an old, very low statistic. It's a lot more than this, but one in 10 people in the U.S. is gay. Well, it's a lot more, as we know now. Yeah. I, and I have this conversation with my brother. All my life, 
I was taught that if I wanted to appreciate movies, I had to learn to not see myself in them. I had to learn to appreciate the story. I had to learn to go to that heterosexual rom-com and enjoy it for what it was Mm -hmm. because that's how we had to do it for so long. I think we have a right to say, fuckers, we had to do this for 50 years. You can go see one. You can, and you can learn what we learned, which is, it's not all about me, mm-hmm. and that's okay. So I think it's internalized homophobia for a big swath of the gay community to think, oh, well, you know, we have to give them a little bit of a pass because one in 10 people, it's not their cup of tea. Fuck you, I don't care. Yeah. Because my whole you know, last 20 years has not been my cup of tea, but I fought to be seen, and it's okay. So, so I'm in this weird middle ground. Billy, you have every right to be pissed off. Yes, realistically, it wasn't going to happen. It doesn't mean it's not important, and it doesn't mean first week in 5.3 million is not more than I could dream of writing a movie and doing. I still think it was important to happen, and I still think people need to shut the fuck up and go see it and support each other. But at the same time, as Corey said, it isn't our responsibility. It's such it's a, no one's. It's such a nuanced, sticky like situation with Very. it. Like I've, I've, I haven't told my parents that I went and saw it yet. Um, but I'm, I'm planning on going to. Yeah. And I want to go see that with them. They're coming yeah. out at the end of the month to come see the Book of Mormon with me. Oh, nice. Which, and, which I encourage everyone yes. to go to. So Regardless good. if you have any affiliation with Mormons or not. It it's is such a good one show. Of, it is one of so the most funny. amazing. And being so growing up in Mormonism myself, oh, yeah. I was cry laughing for three hours. Yeah. Don't want to detract. Sorry. I, right. well, um, and the Mormon church generally has an ad in the playbill. Oh, they have more than I one. I love it. It's yeah. like, I now you've seen the, you've seen the play, now come read the book. Exactly. I mean... Way to kind of understand that you're, or at least being, accept. I, I accept it. I guess yeah. is better. Well, the the self awareness the, there was great. I wonder that, how many people yeah. they've actually gotten from that. Probably not I a lot. Like I'm going to go yeah. see the Book of Mormon. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> now I'm going to go to the Mormon temple and I'm going. Yeah. Well, and well, then Mormonism. You're going to be like, like where, where's the singing and dancing? I saw, yeah, I know. What's when happening? I saw, where's General Buttfuck naked? Like, what's going on <laughs> I here? Know. I don't understand. <laughs> When I when I saw it uh, for the first time, well, it was the only time I'm going to see it again, obviously. Yeah. But um, when I saw it for the first time, it was in Salt Lake City. Oh, and wow! I don't. I mean, while it is nice to go see the original cast and see right. like all that stuff on Broadway, of course, of course, of course. But right. there's there's something different. Okay, so in the show, um, I'm not spoiling it because the show is like 15 years old. Exactly. Um, so there's this number uh, where a young love interest of Elder Cunningham is singing about Salt Lake City. Um, it's like Salt Lake City, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's doing it in this accent. It's so great. And, it's, and the lyrics are amazing and so funny. And the way that she sings is so powerful. And it's just so perfect. Um, when she was singing that number in Salt Lake City, you would have thought that it was one of Aerosmith's closers. Everyone was just like, <laughs> Salt Lake! Yeah, that's us! And she that just, is awesome. Everybody was just loving yeah. it. Talk about a transformative experience. That was wow. so great. Yeah, so see, great. I think that's my favorite song just because... Uh, I'm probably still angry from my childhood. Is it is, Turn It Off? Is What's the song that is Fuck You God? What's that? Oh, Hasa, Hasadiga Ibawai. Yeah. Yes. And I love it because it, it, I love the reality of let's not, let's not, uh, you know, hide from the fact that it's really fucking confusing. You know, <laughs> yeah. God, you want to play. So I love that song, Fuck You God, but then I leave the theater and I'm singing this song and you don't want to be anywhere near your parents. At least no. mine. <laughs> no, I, that I believe is my, my favorite. <sighs> Just the, you know, that in 1976, yeah. God changed his opinion about black people. Yes, like yeah. totally randomly. Yeah. Well, and if just you just ever throwing all these little things in there, if you ever talk to any uh, LDS members, they 
they really squirm and they kind of try to change the topic when it comes to certain, you know, <laughs> I watched it with when some it comes Mormon, to, you know, races and friends. Yeah. Yeah. And my, uh, I, I've actually, uh, I have a lot of Mormon family cause my, cool. my, my older family, uh, Wait, was raised. I have a very quick question. Yeah. Are we related? <laughs> True. It's probably Wait, possible. Probably. Who's your dad? I <laughs> yeah. think is what you saw. You both have, both have blue eyes. So <laughs> yes. 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 The uh, six thousand years ago, my 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 dad was Mormon for years and years. He was a bishop in the church, and then he saw some stuff he didn't like, and he left the church. So most of the kids in the family, there's ten. I have to always keep track. There's ten kids in the family. Um, like seven, six or seven of them are LDS. So they, I, I remember doing some homework and then I went to one of them and asked, I'm like, do you guys believe, uh, like you turn into gods and you get your own planets? Do you believe that, uh, <laughs> yes. there, there's a, there's a Quaker on the moon and I'm sure you guys don't really talk about this anymore, Not but the, so much the Quaquers anymore. That was, uh, yeah. Do you, do you, and, and so I was just going through, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the, uh, there's oatmeal on the moon guys. How, how yes. you're going to be, you're going to be rewarded with the crowns in heaven. You'll be able to get more, you know, uh, just t- talking about that stuff. And then he, every time. Uh, he was like, no, I don't, we don't, I don't know what that, and, and so With I went that back, look in there, I, I went back to my dad cause it was actually at a, a boy scout thing. I just happened to be there and talking to them before I went there home. You go. And, and then I asked my dad and he's like, either they fundamentally change the teachings or he doesn't know, or he doesn't want to talk about it. Mm, and I was yeah. like, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that with, um, there's, I mean, again, detracting yet again, but, um, the Mormon church is actually seeing a little bit of a exodus from membership and they're scrambling very 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 hard recently actually just you know within the last week and a half um they had uh, their fall conference and yep. the fall conference my, is, my uh, brother and his family were there oh yeah so scored they tickets oh, they scored <laughs> or whatever tickets. they call it yeah scored yeah there you go um and typically conferences when a lot of like new doctrine kind of comes through right. everyone the prophets gets, come yeah. out with their new mm-hmm. announcements so. new announcements yeah. new stuff and so recently um, I mean, obviously, everybody knows that Mormons don't have tattoos, they don't drink coffee, all this different stuff, all the piercings, stuff. Yeah. all that. Everything yeah. that makes you look cool, they don't like. Yeah. So um, now they have, they have stated that now tattoos and extra piercings are okay, which what? brings up that idea about changing his mind, right? So wow. you think like, oh man, God has been this way because that's what the prophet has said because he's the yeah. vessel for God. He's been this way for so long. And I do me having tattoos and stuff. I'm, I got my first tattoo. No, now you just look Mormon. Sorry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. now I just look Mormon. Yeah, I was trying it. to not be, and now Shit. I just am. And fuck. Yeah. God damn it, John. <laughs> the movie Latter Days. Yes, that, the gay movie. That always just pops into my head yes. anytime there's the Mormon discussion. It's true. Because it was so horrible. Yeah, oh, but it was so awful, profound but, at the time. You and know? how much did we want to see this movie? We wanted to see this movie. Yeah. Just two gay boys uh, in Mormonism yeah. falling in love. Yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. It Gave happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why they don't come knocking on my door. You're right. They're right. like, nope, that's too much of a risk. <laughs> yeah. So bringing up the Book of Mormon play again. Yeah. Uh, so the South Park guys, Trey Parker, Matt yeah. Stone. Um, and while they were doing research and looking up stuff and trying to get a vibe for the writing for the show, they came to Salt Lake and were like, you know, going around and talking to people. They went into this restaurant. They go into the restaurant and they, their waiter comes up and he's gay and he's helping them out and everything. And they say, hey, quick question. Um, so how many um, uh, of you guys, uh, how much of the wait staff is Mormon? Or uh, LDS. Or LDS, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said, oh, yeah, it's me and all our wait staff. I was like, how many of you are gay? said, oh, me and all our wait staff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. But, they, they, but their definition of what, in the, even in the church, where their definition of what being gay is, is pretty different than what you'd think it would be. They're like, oh yeah, you can, gay, you can be attracted uh, just as yeah. long as you don't actually act on it. I had, That's uh, the best part about being gay, though. Yeah, exactly. It's, no, it's the worst part about being gay. I had a, yeah. I had a friend the band, yeah. in the church who once told me that, and I loved her to death, and she said, 
Jonathan, it's okay that you're gay, but you need to just be willing to stare longingly across a room. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not going to, not gonna, it's going to be like we're in the 1800s and no, I'm not, uh, I'm not down for that. Jonathan, I can't tell you how much that resonates with me. Okay. Right? Right? It was <laughs> a thing. Religion is a thing. And it's funny how it does all tie back to what this movie is doing, which is we've been so, I would call it brainwashed. I would call it uh, indoctrinated mm-hmm. in even if it's not one religion, it's an absolute belief system that religion plays a huge part of. And we have been sold this bill of goods and said, this is what you're allowed to be. Have you ever heard Nina Simone's song, Mississippi Goddamn? I believe I have. She it was rings a bell. It I'm is an amazing sure. civil rights song. Okay. She was very frustrated with how things were going. Um, just in all the different states. And it, because it was right when the tension was getting really yeah. like when uh, the two girls had to be, uh, you know, taken to school by the police so that they could go there safely. Uh, when they were still doing another song, she did Strange Fruit, when they were still doing lynchings and hanging people from trees. But she does this song and it's amazing because it's so frustrating. And she's talking about how you told me if I pl- went by all your rules, if I played nice, and if I you, I let you call me Sister Sadie and I was so demure that this would get done and I would have my equality, and it's not fucking happening and I'm done. Me and my people are just about through, is what she says. Mm-hmm. And I love it because when we were all fighting for, when you know my crew was fighting for uh, marriage equality, I would play that song all the time because me and my people were fucking through. That's what this movie means to, means to me. That's the difference between uh, excusing gay people in middle America. I know it's scary to go in middle America to a well, theater. Well, then the closeted a, people in middle yes. America as well. Yeah, I, but we have to find our strength The first thing I did again. after I came out was I watched Queer as Folk. Yes. Late night at my parents' house. Take me to the, church. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Queer yes. as Folk's on. And I'd catch, you know, five minutes of it. Someone comes downstairs. Change it real quick. Yes. And then I can watch that again. Yep. Well, I never watched it in its original stream. Yeah. I, it just wasn't something that I was comfortable doing. I used to do that with, because uh, I, I would find out the TV numbers, and then I would know which channel would be like, I think I'd be watching like the Bad Girls Club, like <laughs> in the mansion, and I find, oh, I find I know engaging. What you're talking about, yeah. and, and, but I would want to make sure that my parents didn't know. So what I there's the the last channel button. So I would click the button back to watch yep. like most shocking accidents exactly. or something, and then every I just come back kid's yeah, best yeah. friend, yeah, the recall was button, that last yeah. channel button, yes. just to make sure that while they're opening door, I go boop, and then I'm yeah. just watching people get killed in cars. Yeah, I would that's sneak all. to my so. friends. His parents uh, allowed him to be gay. They were very kind. Oh, nice. I would sneak over oh, there. That's and great for them. I know, and the whole family would watch Queer as Folk and there's this and I and I still call her mom there's this moment there's been this huge sex scene and then mom leans over and whispers in my ear she goes can you get your legs back that far and I (laughs) and that's when I knew this is my safe house this is my safe place that That is so sweet well so when when Brokeback came out you know way back and you know trying to petition the theaters to show that and it didn't have great turnout Nope. But then when it went to, was it cassette or DVD, whatever it was back then, like yeah. Blockbuster couldn't keep it in stock. No. Because yeah. people were then going. You felt safer. They can they can rent something in a, a generic case that exactly. no one knows what they're renting. They like can go porn. home. They can watch it themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At, a, at church camp, I heard somebody call that Broke Butt Mountain. <laughs> well, there were several. Certain scenes. Bareback Mountain, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. All those things well, they used to They made one of those. It's funny that you bring that up, like <laughs> going to church camp and Boy Scouts and stuff. I was in Boy Scouts as well. Proud Eagle Scout. You um, go. Um, we used Brokeback as an insult. 
like, yeah, like yeah. going yeah. to the typical toxic shit of like, oh yeah, that's so broke back, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, come on, right? <laughs> Which what's exciting is that's the very reason because you know Billy Eichner in this movie he, he, references, he references a ton all of these and to. People like in my generation, it makes complete sense because mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm pretty close in age. I think he's like a year uh, younger than I am. But all of those references he makes, all he's putting so much of himself and making fun of uh, our community and pointing fingers at our internal homophobia. And one of the things I wanted to bring up with you is the the whole idea that they have this board that is represented by you're the trans person, you're the bi person, you're the gay person, you're the... <laughs> and they have, they, he specifically references something we all know, which is how we have treated bisexuals in our community for decades. And there's a... I forget what the actor's name is, but I love him with all of my heart. He's the dean in community. Yes. Yeah. He plays the bi guy. And you have that interaction with him and Billy, that constant struggle and fight mm-hmm. to be recognized. Yeah. He wants to know where his wing is in in this big museum. Sure. And I find that fascinating. This movie touched on everything that we don't get to talk about in mainstream. We know it in our, com- in our queer community, but we've never been able to just say, hey, this is what's going on. It's yeah. hysterical and horrible all in one. Yeah. Let's just put a spotlight on it. Yeah. Now, I, because you're so new, ha- what has been your experience? Well, first off, I want to say that I look almost exactly like the guy in the movie. You do so look very similar. I'm, I'm bald and I have glasses. So, <laughs> um, no, aside and from... And actually, spoiler alert, you are the guy in that movie. Uh, that's me. <laughs> I wish. That's why we brought you in. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be great to get his paycheck. For but, real. Um, no, I... So, yeah, I came out on Easter... Um, oh, appropriate. For, Just for like Jesus symbolism. from the tomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I came out on Easter uh, for a specific reason. I came out uh, because I also lost my virginity on Easter. Not in the oh. same day. Um, but yeah. Well, I, 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 that's, that's bold. <laughs> that's bold. <laughs> yeah. Well, looks like I am. <laughs> hey, everybody, come look at this. Um, no, it was, uh, yeah, I, I lost my virginity on Easter as well. Uh, and I went to Catholic school uh, for university. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm just feeling the spirit. If Jesus can get nailed, so can I. Um, <laughs> <Holy> but, <shit. laughs> but I, I have felt very excluded in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. not so much just from the community, just from just in general stuff. But so I'm going to tell you a story. So I, I went over to, um, to Seattle to do some shows over there just to, you know, do a run of open mics. And right. I know a bunch of the people who host stuff out there and, you know, trying to make some connections, network, that kind of thing, and just do some spots. And I went to uh, an open mic uh, ran by a really good friend of mine, and uh, they had, I think, five or six lesbian comics up in a row. And I, this this show is as, is billed as like this is the spot for gay comics yeah. and queer comics to go and just do their thing. And it was such a vibe. It was great. It was so much fun. Nice. Packed house. Everybody's loving it. And for each each of those lesbian comics in a row had punchlines, probably three or four, involving by people being the punchline. And I was sitting there, and I was kind of like, okay, it's really resonating with the crowd. It's really crushing. Okay, this is different. This is not what I expected it was going to be. And then I had a bunch of stuff about this new buy material that I've been working on. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just going to bail on all that shit, and I'm just, I'm just going to do my own stuff. And I did some of my hitters, and it was great, and I had a good time. Yeah. It was a really fun show. Um, but I definitely felt like, oh, well, this is not something that I should be talking about in this space right now because yeah. it seems to be the reason why people are having a good time when they think of people like the me butt of the joke in a bad right. way. 
right? And so after the show was over, I did not feel great. I was not doing well. I was I was with um, now my current roommate, and he and I, he he observed that. He was like, "So what the fuck was up with that shit, bro?" Yeah. And I was like, "I I, I don't know." Because I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that, you know, there's a lot of like vitriolic, you know, yeah. straight privilege feelings yep. towards bi folks. And I had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just like, you know, this butt of this joke here. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And I'm okay. I'm okay with being the butt of a joke if it's in a way that's like being roasted right. or stuff like that. That's great. If you touch on something, but if you just keep coming back to it, like that's the, that's the joke well where it's yeah, just comp- a little yeah. bit much. But, you know, as a comic, you have to have thick skin. So I was sitting yeah. there kind of like, you know what? That's their jokes, whether they feel that way or not. Yeah, I, I don't actually know that. That goes back to the artist subjective thing, yeah. which is such a hard thing to just be like. I, that's a pill that you have to swallow. Yeah, you know, it's like you know what? That didn't work out for me. People like me were the butt of the joke in that one. That's the way it goes. I have jokes that you know you step down on people a lot, you know, and it's not so much like a lot of like stepping down on, but more so like there is a butt to every joke, and that just happened to me my my turn on right. the wheel, and that's okay. That's fine right. with me. Whether that's okay to do all the time, I don't right. think it is. Yeah, you know, but I, it, it was just one of those things that I'm learning quickly. If anything, seeing bros was just an educational thing for me. Oh, for sure. I, oh, did, for I sure. mean, I was I was loving the jokes and the structure and all the writing and stuff. Yeah. But as far as like getting the jokes, I had no fucking yeah. clue. I just mm. knew that there was a joke there, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but cool. I just love how much. Uh, well, I I didn't love. I mean, I love that we're talking about that conversation. I didn't love that it's still a thing. Like yeah. that was a thing when I was coming out twenty years ago, and I'm like, it's still a thing now. That's the hard part. But I did now, love. Later. That yeah, was the one that I'd always yes, heard. Yes, yeah. very dismissive. And then even me before I came out, I was thinking maybe it's easier if I come out as bi first. That for a lot of people, but they not did understanding use it as a what that is. Yeah, because you know, like I don't know what it's like to be a trans person any more than I know what it's like to be a bi person. Exactly, because that's not who I am. And that was what was fascinating about that. That group of people at a table that they were all from, but that you could still find someone that they were like, no, not you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this, yeah. and this is a thing, you know, 20 years ago when I started, this was the thing. This was yeah. that we had that. And I remember thinking my friend Matthew came out as bi and I'm like, he's just give him some time. He's okay. Like, halfway okay. there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then you realize, oh, it isn't, it's also internalized there of yeah. how we treat. And we're this far in. We, I think, do a better job of supporting our trans brothers and sisters. And yet I still think we kind of just disregard that the bi thing is still a thing. Bi it's, we, it's weird, it's too, because I mean, it's, B is the third letter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I know. The, 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 exactly. The, the pride sandwich, you know, the, the LGBT sandwich. But, yes. You know. Hold the tomatoes, hold the bacon, and put it on white bread. Yeah, oh, exactly. Cool, because huh. it's the the queer community so much was was you know, I hate the term like straight passing. Yeah, queer yeah. men that were white, which is where you know adding the colors to the flag of yeah. you know more more colors, more pride. Exactly, all for that. And yeah. people that didn't understand or or didn't weren't happy with it. In yeah. my opinion, it's because you didn't need it. Yes, and and that's kind of your privilege there. And, and when we've gone for the so problem long is, ignoring these yeah. big chunks of the community. We don't want to look at ourselves and recognize our privilege. We don't want to look at ourselves. So we're going to denounce and kind of put on a, a, a lower grade this buy thing because, listen, this is what I get a lot. Listen, we've come a long way, and we're going to allow now that the buy people can exist. It's this very uh, elitist 
way of oh, looking absolutely. at it. Can and I, when we're yes, yeah. So it, it, uh, from my own personal perspective, that yeah. feeling, that emotion. I'm not saying anyone is in the room is actually doing that, but it feels very condescending. Yes, that's, that's the word. Feels, that's it feels word. so invalidating to my own experience. Yeah. And you talked about like it's almost easier to come out as bi instead of gay. I, I don't believe that anymore. Well, no, no, right. But, but at sorry. the time. Sorry, yeah. I misspoke. Um, so yeah, at the time, you believed that. Yeah. At Coming the time, I seems horribly complicated to me now. Oh, and, my God. And yes. the reason why, yes. you, no, it just it clicked with me when you said that because I had the exact opposite. I was like, it would be so much easier if I came out as gay instead of bi right now. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I'm actually bi. But right. I had already had girlfriends and all that stuff beforehand. Right. right. So it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I, I don't know if that's even a thing. But I did have that feeling of like, I think it would just be easier if I came out as gay. Right. Isn't that? Yeah. And I, I think, think it would be easier as well. Yeah. yeah. I'll admit Especially that. now. Yeah. Because people understand gay. Yeah. They I know it. Why. They can yeah. see it. Yeah. Yes. Where it, it, within this binary world, yeah. okay, you're gay, but they still want to know like, Who's the man? Who's the woman? Yes. Right? That's so then when you, you yeah. throw the, the, the bi level in there, it's like, but what are you more attracted to? Who yeah. are you more attracted to? How do you choose? Who's the man? Who's yeah. the woman? When well, the man and the woman are both, there's so many And what more about gay men who it. refuse to date bi men? Because, oh my and I God. think it speaks more towards their insecurity. <laughs> Absolutely. Than it, because okay. they're going, I just can't compete with well, both all, sexes. I'm like, what the? Well, I'm so sorry that I made that you feel thing? inferior. That, that's, oh, that's a true life You guys thing. are, okay, can I be frank? Be. You, you both are educating me so much right now on a lot of different <laughs> stuff. I have no idea about any of this. No, okay, it's I, I true. I don't get it. Well, now I feel sort of bad because I'm like. No, 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 please don't. Please don't. That's because we used to keep thing. this information from the bi people. We didn't want you to know this. <laughs> exactly. Well, one day was we'll that have our time. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, a, on a need to know basis. <laughs> oh my! Wow. Yeah, that I love smells that you just, just as come bad up as with them. I'm just great. waiting to throw it in there when I have a yeah. chance. Yeah, exactly. That one is locked. And you you for sit a while. on them. Yeah, you load it in the chamber. Yeah. Um, no, you think of like the people who wear the pants, right? Like the, who's yeah. the man? Who's That's the woman? That's what we you, like. Labels. Yeah, the labels, the boxes. It's really mm-hmm. easy to. It's the first question my sister-in-law asked me actually. Really? Really? Oh, you're gay. Okay, so who's are you the man or the woman in your life? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're both men. It's yeah. the yeah, point. It's, that's yeah. why we sorry, like sorry. it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, that's totally great. Right. Uh, no, the, my usual response is like to people who ask that question. I mean, not towards me because I I don't I've never been in a full fledged full relationship with a right. man before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and usually I just try to say, well, then in your situation, who fucks who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Is she fucking you? Yeah. You probably like it when she fucks you, right? <laughs> well, that's just the same fucking yeah. thing. Well, I think we get stuck. It's that whole what's that old phrase? Uh, missing the forest through the trees or whatever that thing yeah. is. We all in society all over, we get lost in these details that in the end don't really fucking matter. It all you comes down I mean? to friction, really. Yeah. It's like what I, kind do you like? Let's tell you. Unless, you, unless you do soaking, then you're. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love soaking. It's the best. Oh my! This is. These are the conversations that, like, how do we change it, Corey? You and I. How do we go out there and? Yes. How do we change it? Well, queer community. Is, is it? Is it, Can I be gay savior now? Can I be like white Please and gay savior? savior? Yes. I mean, well, <laughs> we'll get, Kurt will do a whole graphic. It'll, it'll be it's, a thing. I mean, it, it just, again, comes down to representation and positive representation yeah. in this case where, you know, you, you look at, at bi as almost a villain in a lot of these things because, well, you're not really this because it doesn't fit into a box. Yeah. And well, none of us fit into a fucking box. No. And, and can't. But we want to try yeah. to throw everyone yeah. into it anyway. It's, well, and just look at, look at this too. That character in that movie was still cast as a slightly caustic personality yeah given billy eichner's real personality is kind of caustic all the time yeah but i noticed he's still he's still cast in this kind of abrasive mm-hmm. you know he's yelling the whole time with the whole lincoln thing it's like <laughs> we can't call lincoln gay because we don't have 
perfect proof, but he was fucking bi. And yeah. so that's his, that's yeah. the hill he's going to die on. Yeah. Is that Lincoln was bi. So we Post still have, I love this movie because we're talking about these things that the gay community, we don't allow ourselves to talk about because I think we get so worried about we always have to look good so that the straight people will leave us alone mostly. I have a well, question about that. that yeah. oh, I'm so sorry for detracting. How My dare brain is you? <laughs> this is good. Okay. This is good radio. Touch this. Right, so, right. so you're talking about like looking good so the straight people are okay with it. Yeah. How do you two feel about the Jeffrey Dahmer thing on mm. Netflix being Boy, categorized in LGBTQ? But in my opinion, he was. So it's not about casting us. This is the thing. We all are beautiful and we all suck in our own ways. There are bad people in every group in I the world. I do believe and that good the people. majority of serial killers have been heterosexual. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to put that out there. So. Yeah. They're just doing something because he was known, of course, his victims were Actually, young gay men in the gay bars. Yeah. Uh, so I don't necessarily. I think why are we. This is the first thing I think because I don't trust Hollywood ever. True. Why are we making such a lightning rod issue with this thing that is just part of what his life was? Why are we so over? Because it seems like we're very concerned. Did they did they about... put the documentaries for the clown killer in the same category? Because well, he, he they also killed... put the Babadook in LGBT. So I get that. You know, there's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it just I, maybe they, I mean they've probably been doing this for a while. I don't I, like I don't know. But I so I, I feel yeah. like here's the thing that this is what I hate about the manipulation of Hollywood. You also have to ask yourself. Wait, were they trying? Because sometimes they'll create stories and buzz yeah. out of nothing, so it'll up get traction. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so when I look at it, I go, I mean, first of all, it's it's somewhat fictionalized. Yeah, the acting was brilliantly creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and the storylines is the fact is he liked to go to gay bars and get young gay men. That's just part of it. I don't think they made him into a dancing queen wait, or going to the discos. Wait, is, is there speculation on whether or not Jeffrey Dahmer was gay? No, but they're talking about we focus too much. Oh, on, my fucking God. And my thing is, I don't understand that. <laughs> he was eating that. people, and that's what we're yes. concerned about? What the well, fuck? yeah, of course. That's exactly what <laughs> but I mean. there a gay are so way. many people that will try to connect you know, point A and point B and yeah. make it that because he yeah. may have been gay, this is why he was doing yeah. that. But they don't do that with Ted Bundy. No, they don't exactly. say, you know, Ted Bundy had a very Ooh. specific MO of he did. women that he was looking at. And yep. they don't say it's because of his sexual deviancy. Yeah, that, we're not like, really, he's a bad straight person. Yeah, yeah, that's not when the thing. That, when that Zac Efron movie came out, there's a lot, a lot of women who were like, oh my God, I got to look at all this stuff with it's, Ted Bundy. So they look up pictures exactly. of Ted Bundy. It's like, oh, I would have definitely been a victim. It's like, I you know. are sick. Yes. <laughs> Go to a doctor. You do not understand. <laughs> and that's what we've done. I mean, I'll follow a van for culture. puppies. So, you know, I'm that person that will be killed. I have puppies You're in like, my car. You want to see? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And now I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. No, it, very much. I mean, Ted Bundy was a, a, a handsome person. Yeah. And yeah. part of his MO. Yeah. And, when they cast Zac Efron, I was so delighted and disgusted at the same time. Yeah. Yes, he was the perfect choice. Right? He was the and perfect it choice. terrified yes. me. He's such and a good actor. And yeah. that's the thing. We get sidetracked on all these things. In the end, this movie had to exist and be put out by a major universe, by a major studio, because we needed it. Yeah. We needed this step in that direction because you can't get to the next step unless you have this one. But we can't detract it by letting them letting them quote unquote letting other people decide to take away part of what's good about that given we're going to ask ourselves till the end of time is it the homophobes in middle america is it the internal homo home you know 
what's the word? Homophobia, internal. I'm so You're really close with homophobia. internalized homophobia. Yes, I'm so self-actualized that I don't even know what that word is. Um, <laughs> you, you have to think Universal knew that this wasn't going to be a huge hit. What's that they, word? They, uh, racism. They, they went into this knowing that it wasn't going to be bringing right? in. It wasn't going to be number one at the box office. Yeah, but they, they knew now get it to had say to be the it. way because. What you know, Crazy Rich Asians, and and like we said earlier, uh, well, Easter Fire Sunday, Island they, on Hulu, yes, which that we have that was seen amazing. more of these films, not just in that really low budget indie than we have in ever. So we are growing, and yes, do I wish Billy Billy deserves a, a lot of accolades for this, but I'll still give you the accolades. I'm sorry, I don't have twenty million dollars to give you. You know what I mean? So it's these are the things that I think. I don't believe in incrementalism, but at sometimes you have to take what you're able to get and then push it forward. So we have to take this and make it not 20 years between broke back and a movie like this. Yeah. We need to now take this and go, okay, the next movie that's out is Jim Parsons. Uh, Kurt, what's it called? Spoiler alert with Sally Field. It looks amazing. It, it is, looks like so I good. said, focus features. Yep. It's a lower budget, but it looks like... so. But notice, it's coming out just months after this one. That's what we need. You have to keep the pressure on and keep it coming. Because un, we don't want to say it, but it's a game in Hollywood. And this is the game we are going to play for our culture. And until we can get back on track... We need to be playing this game. And wow. how many other Billy Eichners are out there that are going to be pitching this to other yes. studios? And they're going to look at this and say, well, look what happened with Universal yeah. and, and Bros. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to do this just and now. And maybe we need more Billy Eichners who aren't afraid to say, fuck you, and walk away from the table. And then they come back at you. That's the thing. Because here it is. We are losing the battle in so many states right now with how we teach things in school, with book bannings, with not wanting to talk about non-binary people. Don't say gay. Don't, with don't say gay, which is in more than just Florida now. So we have to be loud in our culture, in our art form, because it's the only way we move forward. Listen, I said it in a show before. I was tired. I marched in my 20s. I was enjoying sitting on the couch. But guess what? We don't have the luxury anymore, so it's time to stand the fuck up and be loud again. My mom's not happy about this, okay? But it's got to happen. <laughs> it's got to happen. I don't and like I think to be loud. This is you don't like. No. To, sorry, I, I was <laughs> choked. No, you're so quiet. Very much I mean, so. But no, I, same, you. I, I, you feel like at some point you did your part. Yeah, and you want to. And be then like, you sit oh, back and you're like, I don't, so I don't want to anymore. Yeah. And then it's like, well. When we're talking about with Sandy, and it's like yeah. when when yeah. Anthony said, "Who's gonna? Who's? What are we gonna do now? Yeah, not what did she do, but who's gonna take that lead yeah. now? And that's something we just have to keep looking at. Is yeah. is what do we do next, and how we, do we make this better? We have to find inspiration and not give up. My and, friend notoriously texted me, "What do we do? I'm just I don't want to do this anymore." Well, you don't have that luxury, well, and I, I think that the the previous generation is setting an example and setting the pace for those coming up. Like yeah. I, I came out as gay when the year the gay marriage became yeah. you know legalized so it, it the world i entered into well of course there's i mean i'm you know is in idaho so there's enough problems there but <laughs> you know considering <laughs> considering the the generation before me and the generation before that how much ground that they had to yeah. to gain to get to there of course things are at risk blah 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 whatever the point is <laughs> the, the point is that you guys are are lead, need to lead by example yeah. you know and that's yeah. maybe that's not the, not something you think about it's like hey 
show the next generation how right. things should be going and how the pace you're supposed to keep up and how you're yeah. supposed to press and, and all that stuff. It's something that we have to learn from you guys. I take pride in knowing that I knew you as you stepped out into the horizon. Oh, I remember <laughs> watching RuPaul's Drag Race and being very confused and very concerned and, and, and very, it just, I, it really, it really scared me. And honestly. now mine was track practice. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes. And now we watch RuPaul with the same with the same feeling. But I, 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 so basically, I'm I mean, quite sure what's happening. I came out what seven years wearing? ago, so I'm still learning yeah, that stuff. That? You know, yeah. it just takes time to really, uh, you know, it takes time to to kind of get you know accustomed to the culture, yeah. and then you know, people being nice enough to teach yeah. about stuff and not be a dick about it. And yeah. Chris, I have to say, if you run into shit, you always have a safe space here. Well, <laughs> if you want me back, I, I am more than happy to. This See, is we this are is good. Great. We're the good people. Now, there's only <laughs> you're uh, the good gays. Yeah, we're the good gays. There's only we can all fit in this us. one room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only four good gays think, in the room right now. But I I'm sure there's four. I, I think in the in the cities I've lived in, four the, the four community yeah. is yes. has inherently toxic <laughs> traits. But a lot of us came up, and that was kind of our defense. Yeah, is is to have those toxic traits, and yeah. it's just weeding them out, and yeah, and transcend the bullshit. Yeah, that I go. forget that was a big thing. When, yeah, was that? yeah. I, I, I try to be that. I try to be that person for anybody around me, anybody at yeah. work, anybody in my family. Hey, uh, if you have questions, if you just want to run something by me, I'm not that type of person to be a you know a very yeah. um, offended type of oh oh how do you even know? like I had someone ask me get mad at me because I said we need to have a civil conversation about trans rights, and they said how dare you say there's a conversation to be had, and they blocked me. This is I'm my like, favorite no, no, thing though. Yeah. If you watch Tom on uh, Facebook, especially, you are really good at getting yourself into messes, and I love the messes you get into because yeah. you're just staying. Facts and people get pissed. and I'm not trying. I've never tried to argue. I try to. I just try to ask questions, and then people yeah. don't like the questions that I ask. Yeah. But I, I, I try to make sure. I mean, I think we, you know, we all try to do this. We try to be that person that people are willing to come to to ask questions and yeah. to get help and stuff. And it, listen, I still am at my. Yeah, I tell job stories all the time, and I want to. Tell, the the most recent is the person I always tell stories about came to me this time. Because he always tells me the same thing. We have to preface every conversation. I say this all the time, which is, you know, you and I don't agree with each other. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. But I need you to know. But the, the latest is I was told that um, Queen Elizabeth, they announced, you know, what she died of. And I'm thinking, well, she was old as fuck. Yeah. Like, she probably She's died because she was died old. Died from, from being 96. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and no, the, there is a conspiracy in there Love about it. what, yes. And it was uh, it was the vaccine. Just so everybody oh, knows. Oh, fuck yeah. Just so everybody Woo! knows, that's why she died. That I thought, makes I thought it was the... so much more sense. I was really worried. I was like, there, there's there's something deeper there, right? you know? And there's got to be. I think it was the marmalade on the bread that Paddington gave her. I think he poisoned her. Yeah. Did you, I think did you so. know that they had to... Like, I think she tripped the, over one of the corgis. That is probably... Well, they get kind of sick of her shit. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'll take her. There was so. that and then the great swan rebellion. Because like she owns every swan. Every swan. And she I'm used like, to they, be allowed to eat one every There uh, was Christmas. a swan uprising and the corgis tripped her. See? There's the conspiracy. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. So I, the, my British friends, yeah, they landed two days before she passed. Oh, so they were here oh. in America when everybody in America is like, "Whoa, right. yeah, yeah. the queen!" They felt like bad Brits all of a yeah. sudden. They're like, Shit. Uh, "Yeah, we were in Safeway, and I, like, he had like a, a, a full thing of Mountain Dew Code Red and a thing of Fruit Loops." <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, I don't." She's, she's and then on the radio it says the queen has recently passed and, and they're like and they're like what? I'm doing the most like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah I'm doing I'm doing the most American thing I possibly could by <laughs> that's what it, well, that's what he's yeah. talking about that he's like I couldn't be more American in that moment and yes. I felt so bad yeah it's his fault yeah 
That's why she's. That's why her ninety-six so, year old so ass died. The vaccine is this conspiracy. Yeah, thing. that's wow. the thing. So I just had to share yeah. that. That's the latest. I mean, we don't have proof that. it wasn't. So I guess. No, yeah, I, right. So obviously it. Well, happened. I mean, before I got the vaccine, I had a full head of hair and I could see well. <laughs> so yeah. right. Yeah. Now I <laughs> now I look like a tiger. I was the vaccine. I had knee surgery after the vaccine. You did. Yeah. I and you're. I did notice though. You're walking well. Yep. I, I'm walking well. You were here the day after. Did you come out as bi before or after you got the vaccine? Oh. Oh wow. There it is. They're making there our frogs is. gay. They're making the, <laughs> they're making the, the men buy. I yeah. love it. Well, I do want to say thank you, everyone in this room, but thank you, gentlemen, for joining us in the salon. In the salon. In the salon. In the um, salon. I've, I haven't been in a salon for a very long time due to my follicular uh, yes. problems. Yeah. Um, but I would love to come back at any point. Just you should. Know. And powdered wigs. Next time we'll have powdered wigs. I would love oh, to do a powdered wig. Let's do idea. it. Let's have, <laughs> let's have, let's hold court. I want those shoes, yes. too. You know, the little pointed the, the shoes little, with the little yeah. heel? Bucket. That were just so perfect. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I mean, pretty soon. They'll be jingling we'll be, in the mic. Yeah. We'll be back in the pilgrim days and stealing, you know, Thanksgiving's stuff. coming up. It is. Thanksgiving's coming it's up. how to celebrate. Chris, but do tell us, where is the next place they can see your comedy? Oh, well, oh my goodness. So uh, I'm, I'm at the spot right now where most of the stuff that I do is just open mics. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm going to be uh, headlining a all-queer yeah, uh, I was show. hoping you were. Um, yeah, it's going to be on the 23rd of October. Um, it's called the Gay Ass Show. Um, yes. Or the Gay Ass Show. Something, something it's Gay the, Ass. Yeah, Big Gay Ass or um, something like Big that. Big Gay Ass Show. Um, a- Anthony Singleton's on that show. It's yes. hosted by Jenny Watson. Both of them are fucking amazing. Um, and a few other comics are going to be on the show, too. I don't know if it's got 100% all queer comics, but it is a gay ass show. It so is a gay ass regardless show. Regardless if, I mean, if you're an ally, if we're not you're queer, people. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Yeah. And, so. I, and I will tell you that both those beautiful people who are good friends of our show, uh, Jenny Watson and Anthony Singleton, will be on next week to tell you all about where you can go. And I think queers, we didn't show up for bros. So let's let's show up for our community and support bros. local. Hey, hug, <laughs> hug your bros and also watch your bros. Yeah, exa- exactly. All of that. <laughs> Corey, we're going to just stalk you everywhere you work. That works. I'm good at that. <laughs> and you'll probably be on the show. I feel like Sorry about it, but we're just going to be calling I'm you. just going to start showing up at you 5 should. o'clock on Thursdays. Anthony shows up sometimes, and I'm like, oh, hi. And he'll just come and sit down. <laughs> it's, <laughs> there you it's, go. it's a lot of fun. But I also love that I can uh, get a hold of you on a Monday and be like, listen, are you busy on Thursday? Are you free? Just show. Here we go. So, I mean, are you going to invite me back? <laughs> no. You've been on now the last eight shows, Tom. It's over. It was a good run, though. But people love hearing your commercials. So we... we... Oh, I'm hearing... I've still not read anything, but I'm hearing... Oh, it. yeah. it's good stuff. Listen, listen to our commercials. We do a lot of... We, we have a lot of fun. But thank you both for coming in. We always like to have amazing conversations. We definitely did not solve the bro's dilemma. Bummer. But I think we had a lot of good conversation getting there. Um, and I know a lot of people are excited to listen to this and... People get really mad about this stuff, and I love it. <laughs> it just makes me happy because people are interacting, and that's what we're missing in this world today. So remember, you can catch The Queer Centric every Tuesday. It drops on our website at www.thequeercentric.com. You can follow us on all the socials. It's always fun here. But until next time, bye. Toodles. Later. Right.